Huh? Come in, Bobo. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Bob. What? How you doing? Hopefully this microphone will, hopefully things will work better than they did last time. But you sound fantastic unless Sue comes in like the voice of God right now. <laughs> Who, me? Hi, Sue. Hi, am so I really far, loud? So Hello. No, so far so good. Wow. Right. Wow. quality for this episode. By the way, Sue. It's a little loud, though. Of the I think I have sensitive ears. And? And for the most part, it's doable. Which podcast is this? Hmm. Or is this, is this last week? Don't mess with me. I, I have had a, a schizophrenic day today. Uh-oh. This doesn't sound good. I've been three different people. Fanny. <laughs> Ryan, that's a swear. <laughs> I went back to the old thread to see uh, Wait a minute. if I ever posted one and I didn't. We did one Did you guys do Marcus. one and you were you I had the, the Midas touch? touch like... Yeah, they're all and, and, no, except she. She was a dominatrix. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been seven years. Maybe we've mellowed her. The couple forms were evenly divided between the Midas touch and the bubble. The were both bubble? Shiny, happy, friendly oh. people. Well, there, 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 there were some people who had like a lock and key and a few other people who had some other weird thing. Apparently, Coach Beast from Glee is playing a transgender character on Glee. Unfortunately, no one is watching Glee, so no one will. <laughs> Oh my god, are you kidding me? Why don't we try all of them on the line? We have a lot to do. Why don't we start... The- on page... Yeah, sure. But this is hilarious. On page 5 of Google, and when, when looking... No, I don't... Well, that's funny. I said, okay, Google, and now all of a sudden it wants me to go ahead and... <laughs> Google, am I fat? Well, I did not say that, Google. <laughs> what did... Oh. And then the first thing that came up after that line of talking was thyroid cancer. The thyroid disease. Oh! oh. Too topical. What I was going to say was is that uh, Google came up with, in the seduction style, mm-hmm. uh, quiz lookup was the SS slash HG quiz, seducing Severus Snake. <laughs> I'm starting the podcast right now just so we can I'm chat about this grabbing, stuff on the air. I'm just going to grab this Welcome live chat. We're looking for desperately is a sex quiz because that's usually something we'd like to do to beef our ratings up around February sweeps. Sweeps! Sweeps month. So we're looking for a sex quiz, and uh, there's several different ones. There's one about Severus Snape. There's one, one about, apparently, if you feel tubby in bed. We found that one. Why? There's one Can about, you, like, move the computer a little bit? Because there's one about thyroid really, cancer. There's one where Danielle really, doesn't like where I, I'm putting the computer. I don't. Well, well it's like I can't move because well, of my headphones. Do you ever think it's your fault? No. no. This could be a sex quiz right now. I'm uncomfortable. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, with that, it's all about your needs. We should probably start this week's episode. You know, just saying. Mm. Okay. 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 Let's start this week's episode. Okay. Okay. Oh, God, I just came up with the worst idea ever. Okay, I just took a drink of, like, steaming hot cider and Bob screamed, and that was uncomfortable for me as well. <laughs> Oh, dear. Which Danielle has burned herself on. She's got a little... Oh, so bad. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, folks. All right. For realsies. Let's start this For week. For realsies. 
Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real mouth, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't. I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob? I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry, that was season two, A Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmo. Wake up and smell the oatmo. Oh, smell the oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist. Five. We all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was kind of uncomfortable, but it was. Jen, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh, I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. Do you only get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Big good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Dang it, Ray. thought you'd have my back. doesn't have the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup, because every week we do this, you're like, now, how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, He's slowing down! down. We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, my you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby said one time. The McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayor. That's wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E, Jack. Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. 
wake up to your roommates having sex in the next bedroom, Poopwainians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and joining me at the table of awesome is the usual crowd, starting with my bestie, best friend ever, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing today? I have never in my life, Bob, had sex in the room next to yours. <laughs> next podcaster. I can, I can say that you, you've definitely not done that to me. <laughs> I have had roommates do that, too, by the way. That's where I got the idea, and then I just had no filter in deciding that this will be thing that we'll be waking up to this week. Don't, don't hijack the intro you're about. Uh, no, I'm not, but I have, a, I have many questions for okay. how things work in college. Next podcaster. All right, next podcaster, we uh-huh. have Danielle. Danielle, how are you? I would be better, Bob, if I hadn't burnt my finger about five minutes before the podcast. She did. <laughs> she made that... Uh, no, that we, were like, we were warming up apple cider in the microwave, and I put two mugs in at once instead of one mug, so I'm like, well, I'll double the time. <laughs> And cook so, your mug. No, which was fine because my mug was fine, and the one I put Ryan's is was so hot. So I picked it up and like dropped it right away, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But it's okay. But you didn't break the mug, right? No, like I had barely, I had barely picked it up. I just put it right back down in the microwave. But like it was so hot, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, it was rather hot. So I have a, a towel with an ice cube. She does. Right now. You need an aloe plant. I know. An aloe plant. I, and the, the thing is, too, I have like four tubs of aloe in the house, so I should I should have grabbed Do you want to go get one? You already yeah, said no. hi. You're done it's for okay. the night. Okay. Well, <laughs> done for the night. That's your mandatory thing. Now everything else is optional going forward. You ass. I'm not being an ass. Anyway, guy. now that Ryan has completely hijacked the intro yet once again. What did I do? Who are next contestant. <laughs> everyone's favorite Canadian Scott. Scott I'm doing well, Bob. I have You're to say I've never experienced that either, but you know. Okay. I haven't had roommates very often, so who knows? This is true. It actually, I've only had it happen once. Uh, sorry, so you have to wait. I want to tell a story real quick. So, I get tagged for hijacking intros. I just like to be, uh, like it to be. Finally, I'll tell a story later in the episode. But finally, joining us is our ever lovely producer, Sue. Sue, how are you? Well, I'm better now that I'm actually Sue, but I had a split personality thing going on today because I started the day as myself and then I was told I had to be a different teacher. And so then I was being her and then I was told I had to be a different teacher instead. And then that teacher showed up. So then I was the second teacher again. So now I'm me and I kind of like that a little bit better. Hmm. We like it but when you're yourself. I was yeah. having an identity crisis today. It's not fun to be someone else, although my mother may have to take someone else to her niece's wedding. That's a new thing. So yeah. That just happened in the last 10 minutes. Is it, I'm going to hijack the podcast now that everyone's been introduced. My mother <laughs> got invited to her niece's wedding, and usually when someone is single, they'll get the invitation, and it will say, you know, you and guest, or plus one, or something of that nature. My cousin, who's getting married, identified the plus one by name. So it was Mama Huggles and Max Knickerbocker. So now my mother isn't sure she wants to bring Max Knickerbocker. So I'm like, well, oh, I... He's a pretty uh, good-looking man. He is. So I'm like, I don't know what the... He was the, rather handsome. Peter Coyote. I'm I was not, struck by that. I'm not sure... I, I love Peter Coyote's voice, too, but so I'm fine that you were uh, sure. Oh, um, uh, okay. Well, he, he, it reminds me of Gregory Peck. If you just mm-hmm. did, uh, the, if you've seen the Roosevelt's, the new PBS special, he actually narrates the PBS special. It took me, like, half the first episode to figure out who he was. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Max Knickerbocker. <laughs> but, um, so now the the, the, the the conundrum my mother was faced with was, 
you know, does she bring no one or does she find someone else and just pass them off as Max Knickerbocker or is she mandated to find someone else whose legal name is Max Knickerbocker and bring them? So it's a, it's a whole thing. Never identify the plus one when you're getting married and inviting people. Just out of curiosity, why would your mother not take Max Knickerbocker? I don't know if she wants to bring, is it he can't get time off from work? Or I is find it, that ridiculous. Or is it she doesn't want to ask? I don't. I don't know. My mother's kind of. I'm not going to try to figure her out. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. 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 So so th- so there's that problem. So mm. I'm so glad I'm sending uh, all future episodes of this podcast to Mama Huggles. We've had her on the show before. We love Mama Huggles here. I'm just saying, a little weird, a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. In other news. We're buried under snow. Oh my god, this Lots is getting... Lots of snow, it's this, getting ridiculous. This is getting goddamn ridiculous. It really is. You have more it, snow wow. than I have. It, yeah, it's getting... And he's an idiot. And it's only happened in the last two weeks. Well, we no, had no snow before that. This is the thing, because we pride ourselves on, on the New England winter. We had a really good one about five years ago, and then since then, they've kind of been duds. And then one year, we got like 12 inches, and we're like, oh, we're back! And that was it. So this year, we had some Pafuanians visit recently, and all we had was, like, five inches of snow. I think that was all we had to show them. It was nothing. It, like, melted the minute it hit the ground. It was, mm. it was, it was or a couple hours later. It was, it was nothing. So then we got the blizzard. We're like, ah. The blizzard of 2015. The 2015 blizzard. And it was, like, for a day, it was, we everyone stayed inside. Mm-hmm. And then the Travel next day. Ban. Yeah, and then the next day they did another travel ban, and we went outside, and we're like, but the roads look fine. And, like, it was over in a day. So then there was another storm, and our new governor, we've had the governor for, like, a week, came out and said, no travel ban, it's just a regular storm, everyone's fine. I nearly died. Like, it was the worst I have in my life. If you're my friend on Facebook, you saw the rant, I have never had a commute like that before. It was the most awful thing I've ever experienced in my life. Well, because the governor was like, well, it's not a blizzard, it's only 10 to 14 inches. I'm like, but that's still a that's lot still of a snow. Lot of snow. He's like, it's not a once-in-a-decade storm. I'm like, you don't close the state once every ten years. You do it whenever people are going to die, you idiot. So, th- so there was that, that conundrum. Thing. And then on top of that, yes. the local public transportation that. has been like... Has just been horrible. This is what's happened. It, it's breaking down all the time. There are happened. accidents. It's so bad. The governor told everyone, everyone go to work, but take public transportation. And then, oh, so and the, the, the problem with public transportation in Boston is it, it runs down like one street in Boston. That's where the public transportation goes. Everywhere else, you kind of have to walk. Mm. Everyone take public transportation, is what he said. Yeah. Everyone rushes to the trains. None of them are working. Yeah. And, they all froze oh, to the tracks. look at this. Child struck by MBTA bus in Quincy. Seriously? Yep. There was an accident today where a train hit a tractor trailer. That also in, oh, that was in Braintree. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's been ridiculous. The public transportation then, is actually striking the people. And then, to make it even worse. Yes. Some football team had to have a parade. Some football in, team. You mean the New England Patriots. In Boston the today. The Super Bowl. Which, guess what? People take public transportation to get to the parade. So it's just been a nightmare. It's not It's not been I'm happy been we good. stay away from Boston and sports. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. We, we don't care about sports. <laughs> Very badly to send you a link, Brian, and I couldn't get it to post to your wall. Mm-hmm. I, I asked permission. You didn't answer me, so I was going to do it anyhow. Okay. Um, but it didn't, and it's John Hodgman. Oh, love him. Yes. Yep. Uh, on um, the John Stewart show, mm-hmm. talking about he came. The to Daily dress- Show. Yeah, the Daily Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the John Stewart show, like canceled decades ago. <laughs> the Daily Show, but he came out talking about the Super Bowl, and he was dressed in Canadian hockey pants, and he was carrying a baseball bat. And- oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he was totally you. <laughs> 
or you are totally him. I'm not sure, but you, well, you share the same brain space when it comes to sports. Yes. Brian was apparently bothering people a lot by his lack well, of sports. Well, that's Richard. What? And, that's and, Richard. And, uh, Richard. Richard, well, Kat's just pissy because it's four feet of snow outside of her house. But, like, Richard is is curmudgeon. Well, I know. Everything you say on Facebook, he's like, get off my lawn. Like, well, that's I love it because he says he's always pro things he likes. I'm like, but you're a very contrary person. You, you disagree with people just for the sake of you disagreeing do. with people. His first word was, no. I know. So that's anyway. the problem we have with Richard. But, yes. So it's fun times in New England, and they're pro- they're uh, predicting an additional two feet of snow, two feet of snow. over the next week. So yay! Like, we're supposed to get we're supposed to get the equivalent of that in rain Ooh. over the next week. Oof. That's troubling. I'm it's supposed to rain like crazy. Oh, so my claim goodness. to fame this week is I drove to work on the day that the governor told me it would be fine. I hit a guardrail on my way to work. I still got to work and I was the only one there for like Two hours. I think I was actually the head of my office because no one else bothered to show up for like two hours. So I was checking Facebook to see where everyone else was. And one of my former coworkers, who's, who now works somewhere else, posted on Facebook that he made four, you know, exits down the highway and gave up. It couldn't be done. And he turned around and went home. I'm like, he's a Marine. Yeah. <laughs> the Marines yeah. gave up and retreated. Yeah. Why am I here? It was horrifying. Because you don't quit. I don't quit. Yeah. You know what? You know what I learned can happen. It's the first time it's ever happened to me. Your windshield wipers can actually freeze. Well, we knew that. No, while no, while you're driving. Yeah, no, no, no. We knew that. I didn't know that. Haven't you seen Top Gear? What the one where he goes to the volcano? They froze up while he was driving his windshield wipers because oh, it was like that that's blizzard. Why he was so troubled. Yeah, he had to get out and clear them because they completely I did froze. That. Unfortunately, I stopped him from a moving snowplow, but you know, we'll mm. do that again. That's not <laughs> experience. No, I didn't. I had. I used to have this eighty-year-old aunt who, when you drove with her, her she would. Squinting, you know, little old lady driving on the phone book. Her thing would be, tell me when to turn. And that always makes you uncomfortable as the passenger. So I'm driving and I can't see. So I have my head out the window. I'm trying to steer the car. And I'm doing the whole tell me when to turn thing. So I finally, I pull into a shopping <laughs> plaza. And I just barrel into, like, the parking lot because there's, like, walls of snow everywhere. I just stop my car and I get out. And I start to, you know, try and, like, use the scraper on my windshield wipers. I look up and there's this giant, like, 20-foot snowplow behind me that stopped right behind my car. Because I didn't know he was there, so I cut him off. Because mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't see. It was bad. <laughs> So I'm ready for warm weather, and I'm ready for, you know. You can come visit anytime. I don't have to say that, so you know I'll show up. I haven't said I know. Mom even invited you. Oh, Val. Aww. What's going on? We love Mama Duck. We do. She did. She said last night, tell them they can come if they'd like. So, uh, Danielle is, is very moved right now, but I can't tell if it's the fact that Mama Duxworth invited her or the fact that her hand hurts because oh, she burned herself okay. on the... No, it's doing better. Doing better. No, I'm actually supposed to be going to Portland here pretty quickly. I'm going to go visit the family and all that good fun stuff. Awesome. Are you, are you planning on giving me a call? And- Possibly. It just depends on what's going on. I think this is going to be a short trip if I end up even going. Assuming. Whirlwind. The, yeah. So I'm already asking for eight days off in March. Uh, so that probably won't happen. The family might go, but I probably won't because my company will probably say, you fast for too much time off in this particular month. Aww. I'll be like, oh, you also. Maybe we, yeah. should, maybe, we should, maybe we should visit Sue in April, and that can be why we're not free to go well. to the wedding. That we're not particularly, it's never like we've never done that before. I know. So. <laughs> yeah. Like there was a Disneyland trip. There was. There was a Disney trip. What? Are we going to Disneyland? I'll go to Disneyland. I'll, I'll I'll go in there. That's where the measles live. That's where the measles live. 
I have to get my vaccine. Well, we're vaccinated. I have to get my vaccinations to go to California now. This is horrifying. But we are vaccinated. I am vaccinated. vaccinated. I'm I'm vaccinated. Are you an anti-vaxxer? No. I'm an anti-vaxxer. No. Not really. I just found out recently that you have to get re-vaccinated because they wear out. What? Well, yeah, they give you boosters. I never got a booster. When was I supposed to get a booster? Yeah, adults, you have to get boosters. Yeah, I had a booster MMR like a year or two ago. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I have the like one I boost is the tetanus. Shot. Yeah, I had when I went to the doctor for my regular checkup, I got like a booster tetanus, um, booster MMR, which is measles, mumps, rubella, and then they added pertussis to that, so I got like all my boosters. That's a good one. Yeah, well, because apparently, like, it's not so much so that you don't get whooping cough as an adult, but so that you don't carry it and pass it on to kids. Apparently, yeah. Well, yeah. next time I get a physical, I'm gonna have to. Get you the- should double check, right? Because they should have all your vaccination records. There are definitely boosters that are. Important. I'm gonna get all the vac- especially tetanus. I'm gonna tetanus get all the vaccinations fatal. that the people in, in California won't get. Mm. What can I get? Tetanus is fatal. I'll if get, you get I'll it. Blame California on this. I'm gonna get. I'm no, gonna get, it's I'll, everywhere. I'll get tetanus. I'll get measles. I'll get HPV. What else do I want? No, you don't need HPV. <laughs> is there is there like a gonorrhea vaccine? Do I need that one? What else do I need? That's true. No. Yes. What else can I get? I don't know. I mean, like polio, you only get that once when you're a kid. But the, all the other ones, a lot of the other ones, you get boosters. I think I even had, like, a hepatitis booster at one point. I can't remember. But before I went to college, you, well, before you went to college, you would have gotten all your updated shots. What was the time you got you couldn't lift your arms? Well, they gave me, like, three shots in each arm. It was oh, yeah, that, that was the night I drove over the deal. Yeah, I couldn't, like, lift my arms. I remember that. It was fun. Same day. I guess, same day. You know, to make things. That was yeah, actually the anniversary. Exactly. It was our anniversary, was. which used to be February 1st. So this, we just hit the anniversary yeah. of my driving over the deal. Just the That was right before. Yeah. I think it was right before I went to culinary school. So I had to get all boosters and a ton of you stuff. You have to call your grandmother? It's your birthday. Oh. Do you want us to call her on the... I have to remember. Well, we can call her on the air, but your grandmother might not know what the hell's going on. I thought she could hear us. I tell you to do it, but she has very poor hearing, and she wouldn't have a clue what was happening. I I barely know what the hell's going on in here. So. So. I hear somebody coming. What are we discussing besides? We're discussing Blue Yonder. The Blue Yonder. I can't wait to see who shows up. (laughs) Maybe it's Alex. Sue just said someone's coming. Bob's, Bob's like, what? I found some kind of clip. All right. Okay. It'd be kind of weird, but yeah. So Surprise. I'm um, continuing our. I found um, a few possibilities. I'll put them in the chat. Um, continuing our around about around the table discussion. Uh, I have some updates on various things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have finished the seventh season or the seventh series of The Doctor. Woohoo! Oh, okay, okay nice. So you ended with Time of the Doctor. Yes. Okay. Now, do you uh, see, now you the the, the doctor. The end of it was introducing John Hurd as the Doctor. Yes. It, which was kind of the weirdest in, uh, introduction ever. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I mean, it, was, it was kind of cool how they pulled in, like, the, the whole impossible girl Clara thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just like, okay. I don't know. I just, I don't know if it was just because I knew, knew it was going to happen, I guess. I mean, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it was, but I knew kind of. I don't know. That's the thing about Doctor Who. It's like, because you, you know, like, oh, okay, there's a new Doctor at this point. There's a new... Oh, I'm sorry. The name of the Doctor is the one you, you ended on. Yeah, the, the time of the, the Doctor doctors. is two more. Okay. The next one is the... Uh, the Day of the, the Doctor. Day of the, doctor. <laughs> the Day of the Doctor is my favorite Doctor Who outing of all time. Right. And I'm looking forward to watching mm-hmm. that one, but I figured I... Because I we didn't have enough time to get it in. Yeah. Because yeah. I had to watch the next the newest episode of The Flash that came out. Yeah. Which, uh, question, so, question for you. This is a question for everyone. Of all the current shows that are currently airing, what is currently the one that is, like, your show of the season? Mm. Oh. 
Yeah, like I that, that's my part. Like I had like like The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. everything I'm watching. Like it literally came down to the Arrow and the Flash, and I literally spent like the entire time I spent in the shower this morning like debating the Flash versus Arrow, and I'd have to say Arrow. I'm sorry, not Arrow. I'd have to say Flash. Really? Yeah, I'd pick you the like Flash. the lighter tone better. Or? You know, I don't know what it is. I mean, they both have. They're both like they're both freaking amazing. They're both awesome. Mm-hmm. But for summer, like. I, and don't get me wrong, I love Stephen Amell's Arrow, mm-hmm. but I, I forget his full name. Uh, Austin Grant or? Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin, something like that. Yes, thank you. I love his Flash. Like, I love mm-hmm. his, like, the character and how he plays him. I love, like, the, all the characters and how it all, it just, I don't know, as a show, I love them both, but I just, like, I look forward to seeing the Flash more every single week. I don't, I don't agree. I don't watch the Flash regularly because mm-hmm. it's on, Opposite of NCIS, mm-hmm. and NCIS has my loyalties. So I, I, uh, but if it's a rerun or whatever, I'll watch Flash if Mom's not home to you know, and I can get the TV. Mm-hmm. But Arrow is definitely. I think Danielle and I have strange viewing habits because all of the shows that I think I will want to watch at some point, I tape. And, like, we'll watch them years later. Like, I've been taping some shows for, like, four or five years that I haven't even watched yet. Like, I'll watch the first episode to see if I like it, then I won't mm-hmm. watch. Like, I haven't even finished Firefly yet. But... Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, we had a long time. And I'd love to. You know what? That's the problem I have. I sample... I, I do, like, the poo-poo platter of, of television, and I sample a lot of things. Poo-poo. Um, so a lot of the shows I watch are either currently airing shows but I'm seasons behind or they're shows from like the eighties. The only shows that I think I'm watching live to like live and you know, when they're on is, is walking dead and doctor who. No, my show is the Goldbergs, the Goldbergs, big bang theory. That's my show. If you had to pick one show that is currently airing for the season, what is it right now? Goldbergs for me. I love it. I love it so much. It's so um, funny. I would, well, I'm a few weeks behind on it, but it's still current. I will actually say, uh, Mom, the sitcom Mom, Chuck Lorre's Mom. It starts. It's got uh, Allison Janney. It's yeah, got um, what's the actress who plays the? It's got Allison Janney and Kevin Pollock. Yep, Kevin Pollock's in it. Um, uh, we're a few episodes behind, so don't spoil me on anything. Um, I could hear with your uh, with your. There might be some. I don't watch it, so I don't know. But I listen to the Kevin Pollock uh, podcast. The chat so. show. Mm-hmm. EOS is supposed to be coming back tonight, Bob. I talked about that. Which one? The EOS, the Star Trek ish one that I was telling you about the other night. Oh, the, the second uh... season's supposed to start today, I believe. Oh, cool. So I. I was wrong. They didn't start back up. They just had a little special teaser episode. I haven't watched any more Star Trek. Nice. I, I haven't watched it. No, I said nice. You're watching Star Trek. Oh, I said I'm not watching Star Trek. Oh, watch I thought you said I have been watching Star Trek. Well, I was Trek. nervous. I was oh, okay. nervous because in the beginning, I misheard you. you said I finished the seventh. No, no, no. I misheard you. <laughs> well, I got nervous because you said I was going to finish the seventh season of, and I thought you were going to say The Next Generation, to which case I was going to be like, oh. He has to get to that one. Oh, I'm, I'm what's the name of it? The one with the, with the terrible orgasm? Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> she gets to that episode. You'll know when you see it, Bob. Like, right now, there's like this episode slog of just not great episodes. What oh, season yeah. are you on? I watched was Element, uh, uh, Elementary Dear Data. Oh, that one's good. Oh, I actually like that one with Moriarty, with, 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 with Niles from The Nanny. I love that oh, one. I like that one. Here's the thing. Like, the episodes of Star Trek that I like is like the same, like the same episodes of like, uh, Game of Thrones that I like. Not the, not like the weird stuff. Not, not that there's boobs or naked people in Star Trek. But anyway. There's but the naked love, now. Well, there's sort of. Well, okay, we haven't gotten it's that far. It's implied. It's implied. I don't think you ever get to see anything, but. Okay, not, yeah. Well, you get to see everything in the, in, uh, mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. But anyway, I love like the political intrigue stuff. Like, like, like that's why I was excited at the end of season one. Like the stuff with the Romulans is going to happen. And I was like, we're going to have, you know, high action diplomacy and, you know, ships blowing up other ships. And like, yes. And then we go back and it's like, you know, let's go to the holodeck and, you know. And what's sad was that, I mean, that was supposed to happen. That was the writer's strike that kind of screwed that piece of it up. So they did intend for that to actually happen. And the part about, in that episode that you just saw, like the, 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 the point of the episode is that like the Romulans rushed to our border because some of their planets were attacked and we rushed to their border because some of our planets have been attacked and they kind of leave you hanging there. They actually do resolve what that was. So, I mean, it's not just abandoned, but yeah, they kind of got screwed on that one because of the writer's strike. Hoping they come back to it. I mean, I know later, I know, like, I've seen a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get back to that kind of stuff, but it's kind of a mixed I feel like you would really Deep like Space Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is basically it's it's about a lot of poli- more political things and religious things. Like I feel like you would really. Well, the like difference that. with Deep Space Nine is it's not a ship going you know off yeah. the next planet every week. They they stay in one location, so they have to deal with the people who were there and the and yeah. The there's politics. well, there's great characters, a yeah. lot more character development. I feel like more consistent character development. Yeah. Um, great writing. And they bring a couple of characters from Next Generation mm-hmm. over. And when you get done with that, then you can listen to Outpost. Yes. Although Outpost actually is supposed to take place during, like, season one of The Next Generation, if you ever yeah. listen to it. Because it's, it's Deep Space 3 instead of Deep Space 9. Well, no, it's not only that. It's, if you listen to, like, like the ship they have and stuff, is, like, an original series ship. It's, like, everything. Like, it's actually way, it's, like, 25, 30 years before current Star Trek stuff. It's It's much older. The the only real Star Trek audio drama that I ever have listened to is Star Trek Lost Frontier. Oh, I listened to that from Darker Projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they abandoned that one though, didn't they? It it, it didn't get finished. Yeah. So yeah, no, this, this it's a great it's a great idea for for a series though. The Lost Frontier. It's about um like thir- it's uh, there's a plague that like destroys the Federation, and it's um oh, no. years and years and years later we kind of get the ability to go back into space again and. Hmm. It's a ship named the Enterprise. Goes up to try and like reestablish things. I don't know. Sue's talking to, I think, the cat or Peter or no, something. I went to look up Outpost to see how many episodes there were. 66? My iTunes has had a heart attack while I was gone, and it's trying to download all the episodes of How to Do Everything. Oh my god, that'll take years, Sue. Years. I know. Where is Outpost? How come I can't find Outpost? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's lost in deep space. <laughs> Our producer will be back in a moment. She's. I'm spell- sorry. Did you say spellcast? That's it's one of the ones I'm looking at. Oh, Star Talk yeah. Radio spellcast and Yo, Star Trek: The Continuing Misadventures. That's not it. I should go listen to those just for the uh, nostalgia value. Which one? I don't know. 
some random spellcast episodes. I, I never did. really I listened to them before it became a crossover thing with Buffalo. So the early stuff there really isn't much. <laughs> I'm on there in my suit in one episode. Do something that we really shouldn't have been doing. So Jen had some excitement today if she's paying attention to the internet because the Magic Mike new trailer is out. Someone made a comment about that at work yesterday. Because apparently everybody's excited because I found it like four times as I was scrolling through my Facebook feed tonight. <laughs> so I have yet to see it, but hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. And he was, apparently was on Ellen today. I think it's funny because I'm sure you guys don't watch Ellen, but Ellen has... Oh, I used to. Yeah, used to. Don't ask me why, but Ellen has a gardener, and he's a very nice-looking man, and every time he comes on stage, she makes him take off his shirt. Oh, jeez. So she got him an audition for Magic Mike, and he's actually going to be in this movie. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. (laughs) Trivia. Have you guys heard about the... Apparently, Harper Lee's original book is going to get yes. published at some point. This is, there, is there controversy with yeah. that? I was reading that supposedly yeah. her sister her sister died, and she was the caretaker, and, and she because she has dementia. Now people are taking advantage of her and getting her the published things that hmm. she didn't want published. Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, yeah. supposedly it was something that she thought was lost all this time. So, you know, some people are saying that her sister sat on it, trying to keep her from not publishing it. Hmm. But it, what I read said that she had given it to some people that she trusted yeah. after it was refound, And they read it and thought it was really good, so she's going to go forward with it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's yeah. an interesting thing, anyway. I don't know whether I'll you know, be rushing right out to get it, but it might be interesting to look at. I'll probably read the reviews first. Well, I was recently, I'm sure it's better than City. I was recently burned by Cassandra Clare. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, uh, speaking of, of Potter-ish stuff. <laughs> you shoehorn that one in there, all right. Yeah. When I posted to uh, the Facebook group, Pupua, uh, the conversation about the Dursleys being affected. Yes. Yes. I think it was very interesting to watch you all as a community to react to that. It was pretty, I almost kind of had to laugh at something. Yeah, if for those who haven't seen it, it basically, it's a it's a number of, of photographs from the series that shows the impact that the Horcrux will have on you, you know, in terms of, like, what it did to Ron, what it did to Harry, like, just... What it did to Ginny, the diary, you know, the the uh, the ring and, and Dumbledore and, and everything, and then says, you know, what, you know, look at the, like this horrible effect having a Horcrux around you for so many years will have on you, your on your personality, on you, and then the last photo is is the Dursleys, like a family photo with the with the yeah, you know, but it doesn't really make sense. implication that they were around Harry, who they were the horrible before, right? They were horrible before, great people before, but. But then how did Harry make friends? That's the thing. That's what doesn't make sense. He makes he makes a lot of friends and they're not just fairweather friends, they're like real true loyal friends. You know, the, you and know himself isn't affected that way. Right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I mean, there's a lot of ways you could look at it. I just think that Here's my thought process, and this I, t- I said that I'd, I'd share my opinions on the show, and I'm just... Do I think, canonically speaking, does it make sense? No, it doesn't, because there's ep- plenty of evidence to the contrary. But mm. I think if you if you look at, like, what the Horcruxes are, what it takes to actually make a Horcrux, and it, even if to some extent Harry was a Horcrux, I mean, maybe you could say, like, well, he was a, not an intended Horcrux, or he was a, a humanized Horcrux, or whatnot. I think, I, I, would, I would like to think that... It seems like, okay, 
if you were to say like the Horcruxes are like anthrax, and you put a bunch of anthrax in Harry, and all he gets is slice a- slight acid reflux, mm. it seems kind of odd to me. It just seems like I felt like it should have if if the Horcruxes were a part of the picture in the beginning, it probably should have affected him more as like a person. Like I think it probably some of those elements besides like oh I can talk to snakes and oh I have a connection to Voldemort. Well, he he wasn't like I mean the thing with but with, that is those are pretty important things. The Horcruxes the connection to Voldemort. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not important. right. They're very plot wise. They're very important. Well, the Horcruxes mm. were Rowling being only really a plot author than much of anything else, but. I'm sorry, Ryan, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, was the Hor- I have no idea if this is even a thing, but the Horcruxes were, were you know, Tom Riddle in advance said, okay, this is how I'm making my Horcruxes, and he set out to make them. Harry and he kinda chose like, very specific items. Harry kind of got, like, stuck in his bumper. Like, he never intended yeah. to make Harry a Horcrux, so maybe right. there was something, maybe he left out a line or something. Like, I don't know, but, like, is there anything to the fact that Harry was an accidental Horcrux that could maybe I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, justify? Speaking to the canon, then I, I think you're totally right. But I guess, I guess what I'm saying is looking at it from potentially you know a, a theoretical AU setting where the there Horcrux are certain actually... ways you could have done that and yeah. built mm-hmm. the Horcrux thing in from book one and because mm-hmm. I, I would not be at all surprised if Joe hadn't quite figured out the whole Horcruxes thing until about book four yeah that's uh, what I'm thinking it would be but we see a Horcrux in book two but maybe not that how they would work. Diary, yeah. But she wouldn't have necessarily diary, known what exactly Horcruxes were yet. She just seemed to have known, I want to come back to this. That's a lot of Babylon 5 stuff, too. You know, we see stuff in early seasons that later on you find I, out. I, I just said just the, seeing, like, you, you've all seen the things where it's, like, her notebooks and how she maps things out. I just, I, I find it hard to believe she didn't have Some that stuff idea. she changed her mind. Like, yeah, her she mind changes her mind or, like, she even admitted, like, she screwed up. Like what year one of the Slytherin well, boys was in, and she's but, like, "Oh, he's um, taking back a year." What's the what's but the like, spell I mean, that they put on the on the Pothers so they couldn't be found? The the Padilla uh, sharp. Yeah. yeah, she completely changed how that worked because she changed her mind because she she said to fans how it worked, and then she could. What, what mm-hmm. was it that she changed her mind on? Was it the Secret Keeper or something? There was, it's the, it was. I think it's the Secret Keeper on what happens. Yeah. So does the secret die with with, with you? Does everybody know keeper? it now? Oh, now, yeah. Everybody who did know it are they now becomes the another keepers? secret keeper. So yeah. there's 57 secret keepers of Grimmauld Place now. Oh, right, right. So that's different than what she originally said on her website, but that's how it ended up going. Well, wasn't that okay. to justify how they could find the house again? Yeah, I think so. Maybe she needed to do that. Yeah, I mean... I mean, obviously, no, no, no author is perfect. No writing, no work of art or writing is, you know, perfect. I'm just saying the thought process. I think it's a cool concept. It's a cool concept. Yeah. Ultimately, Harry. It could be interesting yes. to see everyone around him. Mm. I was just thinking of that because it's like I was talking to Death Row earlier tonight, and he went back and he reimagined the series if Harry had shaken Draco's hand and what would have changed from there. Well, if you went back and you said, okay, Harry's a Horcrux, so Harry is going to have this effect on people if he's around them for a period of time. So then you say, okay, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, how is their relationship going to change? You know, will Ron become more jealous when he's around Harry, or will it actually bring out parts of their personality? Like, maybe Ron's, like, like a happy-go-lucky kid, and he becomes more determined when he's around Harry. Like, he loses his humor, but it kind of focuses him. Like, they could do ways where they don't make the characters bastards for seven years, but they kind of... Maybe something about, the like, the character of these two kids is what makes them actually a good team, you know, mm. in spite of the fact that he's a Horcrux. And then you could say any impact on the Dursleys was made them shitheads. I mean, and so that would actually be interesting, but it's just not canon. No, it's not canon. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a good idea. I don't think anyone's, well, I maybe like, you know, the picture is arguing against Ken, but I don't think anyone in our community is really, truly really arguing. But for the first 10 seconds, it kind of gets you. You're like, oh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I was oh, like that when I was like, oh, yeah. That's, that makes sense. Like, That's why she's a bitch. But then oh, I was no. like, wait, Harry, Harry has friends. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he has other social. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Harry has Hermione and Ron. And well, then Mal- like, seemed to really then like Then <laughs> was like, but McGonagall hated them. Bad effect on yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. McGonagall's like, they're the worst sort of the muggles. I'm like, you got them there. You got them there, Melinda. Like, yeah. Well, the thought pro- I kind of wanted to tackle this, but I really didn't feel like, you know, going head to head with Melinda. It's like, let's be honest. Let's look at, this is McGonagall's perspective of being there for about 12 hours. I mean, can you really truly, I mean, yeah, you can see if people are dicks or not, but I mean, like, could you really make the observation that they are truly horrific people? Well, they probably tried to kick her a few times. She's a cat. She's sitting on their I kick porch. cats. Does that make me a horrible person? No. Take it back. No, I, I don't care. I, I have a cat and I, I love her, but I'm not really a cat person. Yeah. I don't think I'd kick a cat, but, you know, I think it's Yeah. In, 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 in a chat room full of, like, cat yeah, there's there's been a thing. Um, in the Canadian, Fic I was reading on a Yahoo group actually that they're doing posting pieces at a time, and one of the recent ones they're trying to break into a place to um, investigate and see whether this guy is really who he seems to be, or if he was in other places than he was saying at the la- the time when he was giving himself an alibi, things like that. And they're going, well, you know, it's not like he has uh, guard dogs or anything. We should be fine. I mean, the f- <laughs> one fat house cat isn't going to be any problem. <laughs> they immediately get attacked by the cat. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah. guy ends up having to kick the cat to get so they can climb out the window again. That's you I definitely think. don't want to get in the way of a really vicious cat. Or our cat and cheese. Like, they can be so squirrely and you just can't. The night I was fighting him off with a stick and you were sitting in the chair watching TV and yeah. had no idea. Mm-hmm. And, and probably laughing her head off. No, she had no idea. Michael's cat uh, trapped the cleaning lady in the bathroom for hours. <laughs> Did I read about that on YouTube, or was that someone so, different? No, that was the cat. Somebody in Portland. That, that is exactly so funny. And they called nine one one. Attacked the child and, and trapped them in the bedroom. And they literally had to call nine one one to come and get the cat. And so they gave the cat to some trainer. And the trainer was like, okay, this is the most evil cat I have seen <laughs> I in my it. entire life, kind of the thing. Wow. I don't know. My aunt and uncle's cat just didn't like anybody but my aunt and uncle. So. Too hmm. so unfortunate. We have friendly cats. Okay, I know, but, but they didn't try and kill us when we went to meet them. I mean. Huh? I said, we're lucky. We have friendly cats. We're not lucky. And Alex and we kind of che- che- checked them out before we caught them. Yeah. Yeah. Herbie, unfortunately, I never thought to wave cheese in front of him. I mean, that could have. No, I'm glad they do that. I just have scars all over my hands. Yeah. yeah well, well, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <sighs> I just need boots. Oh, so- I just need to get him really slick boots, and then he wouldn't be able to jump up on the furniture. He'd just fall or up on the counter. With he's the he's a very non-agile cat. Well, he's not very graceful. Like, most cats, like, you know, if they're in your arms, you can kind of push them towards the floor, they just jump down. Herbie, like, falls and lands on his hip. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, he's he's not... I think his center of gravity is yeah, off a little he's bit. He's not very good at that. So then I feel bad. Then I have to put him in a brace. That's just, I feel like he has arthritis or something. He looks I like he's 63 like he's, years old. He's like 80 years old or something. I don't know. Or four. Aww. Or four, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. So we started watching... I forget if I mentioned this. We started watching Portlandia. And did I just, you? I did. Oh, that makes you feel like you're home. Back in Portland. Very strange show. It's a good show. It's very You've seen strange. one episode. You've seen the one where they... They go to the 
like vegan house and and they all have gas and they're no, no I haven't seen that not yet. yet not yet see you would like that. That's right. It's rally. just weird. But like, it's strange. Show. Half of what we watch is strange. I know. It's good. I realize. But when you're saying strange, you're not saying in like our kind of strange. I'm you're waiting for like, to get hooked on it, like how I became hooked on Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, in the 12- I feel like it's that type of show. Yes, I think it. I think it would. So. Be. Currently touring somewhere. I can't remember where I saw that. I heard they might tour this year. Richard got me into that show, and at first I was like, "This is dumb." And then I stepped watching. I'm like, "This show is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think of that show, so I think funny. of the little clip that Richard sent to you yeah. on your phone. I love the, the New Zealanders. They're so cute. Do you actually have that on your phone? The clip from Richard? Um, yeah, but it's explicit. It's We're an explicit podcast. We have a little thing here. Why don't you grab it? Play it for the group. my phone? Okay, know. hang on. We're going to play this. Uh, because Danielle and, and Richard are tight, even though he's very contrary. And So this is Portlandia. This is the other one? This is Fly the Conquerors. And what was happening was when we were visiting Richard in North Carolina... He um, he's driving in front of us, and he sent this clip of himself driving while speaking uh, to Danielle, oh. and this kind of I both captures their relationship Wait, and their love of of Flight of the Concords. And this is Richard, the same Richard who featured in the first episode of po- Point of View Weekly. Yes, where we read his story about him uh, loving his sister and yes. wicked poor Jen out. Oh yeah, yeah. And Jen never accepted that. All right, so this is Richard on Flight of the Concords. Go fuck yourself, Brit! <laughs> I don't Could you hear that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much... And Danielle just plays it all the time. because well, it's, it's actually, funny. It's very that's funny. a funny part of the show. But is anyway. that your ringtone? No. Actually, that would... I should do that, though. That would actually be funny. Moody, we broke Jen at that point. Jen didn't even want to... Oh, wasn't that the Star Wars thing? No, it's the first episode. Yes. And, Jen, and I'm like, Jen, it was Star Wars. And Jen's still like, I don't care. Make it stop. Like, she didn't... It was so funny. I remember get, that. Jen didn't get it. Poor, poor Jen just had her thyroid removed. And she sent me... She put pictures up on Facebook of her, of her like, in the bed, like, right after the surgery. But she sent me one, like, a few hours before that. And I'm like, how are you doing? And she sent me a picture. And she's got, like, you know, puffy eyes. And she's got, like, the thing on her head. And she's got, like... Obviously, there's a scar in her through all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, Jen, you look great. Did they cancel the thing? Yeah. I'm like, look at all... Well, of course, of, of course, she had an allergic reaction. Of course, she, to yeah, something. She, she had an allergic reaction to like the entire damn hospital. And, like, I feel so bad. And then her kid was like, poor. "Is Lee better?" By the I way, I believe Lee's better. Okay. Then her, okay. I, we think Lee. Like the last I heard, there was a suspicion she might have had like food poisoning or something. So poor Lee is like deathly ill, and Emma's sick, and then Jen's mother. The day after she had the surgery, Jen's mother like fell and hurt her knee. So then her mother, ha- she had to like she had to go to the discharge DMR, herself yeah. in the hospital to go get her mother to bring her mother no, to the no, hospital. No. James, brought, James, brought, James the brought the mother. Brought and, mother. And, yeah, yeah. It, it was this entire. It wasn't Jen. Jen went home. Jen went home. She, there, she, you can't have major surgery and then. Yeah, you I, know. Well, it's Jen. No, James, James, James did it. That it was one day surgery. And she was out. Yeah. Keeper. They didn't. No, I know it. I have a friend that's had the surgery, and so I've talked to her about it a couple of times. And she's like, yeah, well, they ended up keeping me because I had some sort of bad reaction. And, uh, you know, so she was there for a couple of days. But yeah, she's doing great now. And that's good. I have every hope that things will get get better with Jen. I think well, so. Well, of course, my helpful suggestion was when Jen posted the picture of herself about to get wheeled in. I'm like, don't forget your med alert binder because yeah. she's good. Oh, God, I know. Oh, Which- wait. Speaking of... Um, Metal alert binders? No. I was thinking of 
the TV conversation we had earlier. I'm not sure why. But you, you thought the, the show, TV show we currently The show watch. of the season that, yes. like, I might have to change my answer to Fate's Day Night. Because <gasps> I forgot about that, Bob. I forgot about that. And it really needs to come back when it's I like we really consider that like really part of like, of, like well yeah but yes no Fate Stay Night needs to come back fully correct. when is it coming back uh May I think what are they doing a season May? three of um, <laughs> such a of Sword Art <laughs> yeah no because basically like all right so Japan has like four seasons within like a year oh so like right now is spring season. Okay. And like, there's an like, spring, fall, like if one for each season, literally. So hence season. Anyway, um, it's coming back in the summer season. It starts. Oh, okay. So it's taking, like, okay. Which, if, which is what they honestly was what what they did for uh, Fate Zero Two. Okay. Well, see, by the time I watched that, that was all out, so I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't have to wait. You were lucky. I'd I know. Week. Ugh. Ugh. It is nice being able to binge watch. Oh, yes, it is. Especially yeah. shows like that. Yeah. And it's I really so, like it. It's yeah. really fun I should for probably me. start it now. <laughs> you should. It's really good. Watch it. It's oh, really good. It is incredible. Yeah. Um, what's fun for me is I know who Archer is. And you <laughs> I know and I don't know. And and I'm, tr- like, I'm trying to figure it out, and I can't. This. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what's interesting is they also announced a, uh, a movie. Uh, oh. Based off of one of the other arcs, hmm. which is arguably the most popular arc of them all. So I'm looking forward to the movie. Interesting. Would it be like a major film release, or do you think it would just be like it, well, in, on Crunchyroll? In Japan. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get it whenever it comes yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh. It'll be a feature film. Bob, we wanted to ask you too, because we were in Target the other day and they were having DVD sales and whatever. Have you ever seen um, Howl's Moving Castle? I haven't either. It looked really good, and the voice talent was interesting, so I was like, I kind of want to see this, but it's not on Netflix. It's not on Amazon Prime Video, and so, like, I'd have to either pay the $25 or get the Netflix DVD, but we don't have Netflix DVD service. We just do streaming. So I was like, oh, I don't know, but it has, a, it has great... Bob right now is thinking they're so quaint. Oh, I can, I can hear it right now. Good. It's good. It looked really good. Oh, and I watched yeah, the... Wynn Jones writes lots of good stuff, so. See, I, I have I have an anime service called Mike, and I go. To <laughs> is this your friend? Just, plays, yeah, and yeah. He yeah. Plays anime for me, and so I like this is how I get my anime. Okay. I'm sorry. I just well because they had they had like so they had a bunch of them. They had because they were all Disney, and I didn't realize Disney had anime. So they had Howl's Moving. Yeah. So they had the Howl's Moving Castle. They had um, my neighbor Totoro. I don't know if I'm saying that right. They had, uh, what's the, oh, what's the other one? Japanese, Ubuanian, to stick around whenever we talk about anime. Where's P.S.? I forget the other one. Oh, Spir- Spirited Away. Mooney's here. They had that. And then that the, the first Japanese Ubuanian who was into anime. I'm like, P.S. So, anyway. From Baltimore. Oh, and <laughs> speaking of um, people that, yes. that we haven't seen in a while, uh-huh. I spoke to Mike last Monday. Monday Whoa. Monday. Hmm. Huh. How's he doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm just like, huh. Well, I'm just going to have to go say hi. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell him I want all of his money and see what he does. All right. And, uh, yeah, you me- you mentioned the whole uh, 
his gift to Jen and the U.S. Postal Service mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, because I I never realized it was Cassie. Yeah, it was Cassie Clare. He he's he's jo- yeah no he's jocked Cassie Clare in the streets of Brooklyn. So for the the only fan fiction ever successfully sold in the Harry Potter fandom was Cassie Clare, but oh, based on Mike trying to do something nice for Jen. Anyway, anyway, moving right along. Um, so we are heading into the end of our first hour, so we should probably start with our our perennial uh, regular segments, such as the homework. Which were, <laughs> well, what was the Blue Yonder? Oh, which I didn't even realize. Oh, uh, real fast, anyway, homework. Real fast, Bob. Are they doing season three of Sword Art Online? Season three of Sword Art Online? Is, are they going to do any more? Are they going to do what? Oh, have you guys finally finished? No, no, we we no, have the last one more. To go. One more to go. Two more to go. Something like that one. Um, I don't think anything's been announced. Okay, and I watched two Clanads. I forgot if I told you that. Oh, you watched two episodes of Clanad. Oh, it's season Clanad. Two episodes. Oh, okay. I'm very slow. I, I do the sample. Did you hear the excitement yeah, in his voice? Clanad. Yes. The conversation topic for this podcast would be Clanad because you would have to talk about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> to deal with it. Yeah. To deal with it. <laughs> deal with it. Jesus Christ! All right, moving right along. <laughs> I, 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 I'm dead serious. You have to watch it. It's like, like, like that is like a burden I put on you as a friend. All right. I'm <laughs> to truly understand something together. Bob and I like will emotion so we can have together as a community. Is it like the type of bonding you get from having your roommate have sex with you in the room, or is it oh, more goodness. just like a... not in the room, in the room next to me? Oh yeah. By the way, so basically, yeah. I don't want to say who. Um, is this friend Mike, the anime guy? Go on. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So what did Mike do? Uh, so there was an <laughs> afternoon where his. Uh, <laughs> Who would later become his second time fiance. He's never gonna listen to this, so I guess I could say all this crap. So there's this girl he dated in high school yeah. and they dated and they got engaged and then they broke up. And then like Mike and I moved in together, like this is the first time moving out and blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, like out of the blue one weekend, she shows up at the apartment and uh they're talking and I'm like, Oh, they're probably just hashing things out. And so I'm in my room playing Call of Duty. Okay. And if anyone, Call of Duty is like a first person shooter, World War II, loud explosions, mm. whatever. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there and I'm like fighting the Nazis and killing Nazis. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, I'm hearing like, you know, like there's like, cause the, the bass in the game, it's awesome. But there's like loud sounds, explosions, like massive bass. And all of a sudden, like I'm fighting, like I'm, I'm hearing like additional like thuds. Oh no. <laughs> and, like, and, like, all of a sudden, I like, and so like there's a good, and so stopping the action and there's still thuds. And I realize it's, it's, it's r- rhythmic. I think that's the correct word I'm using. Yeah, like ry- rhythmic. Yeah. Yes, it's rhythmic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Education. Click on phonics. Worked for me. Um, and all of a sudden, it, like, it just, it clicks me like, oh, crap. And so I was like, well, this is disturbing. Yeah. And so like, I, I, I started to try to compete with them by turning up the sound even more just to drown them out. Yeah. I couldn't drown them out. Oh, that's so awkward. Poor Mike the anime guy. Well, not poor. But, so yeah. awkward. Yeah, and the funny thing is, she, she like moved in two days later. Oh shoot! And yeah. how long before you moved out? About a year and a half. Ooh. They got. So, they, I, that was like. So you got used to playing Call of Duty on extra loud to, volume. Yeah. <laughs> I used to wearing headphones. Noise canceling headphones. <laughs> Some of those early spellcast podcasts. If you listen to the bigger, listen to the channel. That's actually, actually Mike did a lot of editing. He edited, he rough edited the first like eight episodes of Spellcast. Oh, really? Because I didn't have a clue how to edit. 
It's pretty funny. It's like, I would go to Heidi. I'm like, Heidi, a fictionality. I have this great idea for a podcast. Let me do it. And she's like, okay. And I was like, oh, shit. I wasn't expecting you to say, okay. I don't know how to make a podcast. Mike, you know how to do everything. Mike, how do you do this? Mike is literally the guy who knows how to do everything technological. Everything. Hmm. He would come home and read books of code for fun, Ugh, like crazy. computer code. Wow. Well, that's weird. He's, he's one smart cookie. But anyway, enough of Mike. Well, Let's go on. Let's continue somehow, to talk about it, Somehow in that conversation, somewhere in that conversation, you mentioned the word zombie. Did I? Yeah. I thought huh? you did. Maybe I, I, I don't just think heard zombie. I don't remember. I think you heard zombie. Call of Duty was shooting. Did, did you say you were shooting zombies in Call of Duty? Nazis. Nazis. Uh, Nazis. Wow. You know, I can't hear. But it made me think. Segway. Just saw a post from We Are Alive. Yes, uh, Tales from We Are Alive. Yeah, Tales from We Are Alive. Yes, I just wanted to make sure y'all had seen it. Mike, Mike, oh my God, now I'm calling Bob Mike. Bob, you stopped in the middle of season two? I'm quitting now. Goodbye. Uh, bye. You stopped in the middle of season two of We Are Alive? I just had a friend. I have so much media to consume. It's ridiculous. I had a friend who loved it up until the last episode. Didn't like how it ended. But I thought it was fantastic. Don't ruin it for me. I'm not. I kind of like the way it ended. Me too. So it's one of those things. You'll take it or leave it. But I'm glad they're doing more in that universe. It's not. Well, now I heard they're doing um, the, the Walking Dead um, sequel is um, going to start filming this yeah, year. Is that true? It's, um, it's, it's set in Los Angeles. Hmm. Yeah, they're just doing yeah. it. It's basically The Walking Dead set in another setting of another large, big city that's not Atlanta, but now is Los Angeles. Oh, and yeah. um, did you also, I know we're moving on to the, um, we we're, to we're in the midst movie. of the sex talk, but um, did you see the news on Girl Meets World? I haven't seen anything about Girl Meets they are, they're, They keep um, announcing um, new cast members who are joining in season two. And um, they announced, I think it was either today or yesterday, that the, um, the actors who play uh, Angela and uh, Chet Hunter are going to be um, reprising their roles in season two. Whoa. See, but no, uh, no, uh, Will. Uh, no, he's in. Uh, Mr. Eric? Feeney and Eric are, are already established. They're going to be in. Oh. See, I haven't seen anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, they they did they showed a um the, the writers like to be kind of coy with the fans, and they um sent a screen grab of one of the scripts, and the episode title is "Girl Meets Mr. Squirrels," which was Eric's um, code name in a very popular episode. And then they post and they posted photos of of um. There's one episode where they go back to Mr. Feeney's house, so you see them all in Feeney's backyard. Um, so he, he's in a couple episodes. <laughs> Ryan likes to make fun of me saying I'm uh, obsessed with Frozen. No, you're obsessed. You're obsessed Thank with Frozen's world. Thank you for mentioning that. Danielle is obsessed with Frozen. We've seen it. Your cake was beautiful. Danielle. Thank you. We've seen it, and she kind of moved on from it, and Ryan. then we'd like see it again. Let it, it was cute. <laughs> we watched an episode of Coach the other night that was 30 years old, and Hayden Fox, Craig T. Nelson's character, says, let it go. And Danielle's like, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and one day I came in the house and she was watching Girl um, Gilmore Girls, which she always watches every day, a new episode until she gets to the end of season seven, which is the most horrible thing to ever have to watch because Christopher Hayden's in every other episode. And we'll just start the show over again in season one, just watches Gilmore Girls all the time. I'm like, ah, you're finally off Frozen. Later that night, I'm not going to lie, I was watching Frozen and I got all embarrassed when I heard your car outside, I ran over and turned on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> What I loved about that post was when I heard your car crashing into the driveway. Yeah, the snowbank. Ryan kind of embellished that. 
Oh, can I just tell you this? I've been saying I hit the guardrail I had in the way to work. Remember I was saying it was mm-hmm. wrapped in four feet of snow? Yeah. I checked it out this morning. Not so much. I actually yeah. hit the guardrail. But let us not uh, escape the fact that you are, in fact, obsessed with Girl Meets World. Um, so don't try to push all the... No, I yeah. wouldn't say obsessed. No, You're like, up on the news. You watch each episode at least two or three times. No, some of them she, yeah, you do. No, like yeah, the one do. I watched more than once was the one with the original cast. The one where they came back for... You watched that one three times. I You're watched, like, I'm going to watch it again. No, I watched it again. No, you watched it again. No, about three times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But, like, the new ones I find a little... Well, Fargo continues to be really funny. Well, so. one of them, it, they're, they're too sad. That's all I'm going to say. Well, well anyway. But let's get on to sex. Are we doing that or the blue yonder? Are we, do you want to do blue yonder and then sex or sex in the blue yonder? It's a, if we go by traditional format, it would be sex. Okay. So what are we doing? Are we doing a quiz? Okay, so there's a quiz. So let's uh, let's start with the one. Well, do we? if we all go mm-hmm. there, then we t- tend to break it. So that may have been just the one website. Okay. I think they can handle it. Where are you going to put the... I'll post this to chat. This one is okay. like a very short quiz. We may have time for another quiz. But this is... And we uh, only have a couple of folks in chat right now, so that should work. Yeah, well, so wait. I, think, I, oh. I think we'll write this out. I'm not on the that chat. Can you send that? What kind of seducer are I mean, what kind of seducer are you quiz? Backslash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to take this together. I'll, I'll, for the listeners who are just listening, I'll read off the questions and uh, options. Uh, so we're going to do this pretty quick, like, so we have plenty of time to talk about the movie with the creepy little kid. Um, <gasps> Aww. Sorry. Aww. Oh, Danielle uh, is, is up in your business over that one. She found him charming. <laughs> we're going to have a conversation about this. I'm up in your business. He's help. There's anyway, apparently um, another one along on the side that's actually called What's Your Seduction Style, too. <laughs> <laughs> really? Mine doesn't. I have. What's no. your friendship style? Do you have healthy relationships? And what's wrong with your ex? Mine says, "Are you too picky when it comes to men?" Apparently, <laughs> apparently not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. My office. When will you meet your next boyfriend? <laughs> Okay, so, all right, so what kind of are you? Question number one. Are you really, if you're really into someone, what is a good first date to go on? I just have, I'm sorry, real fast, just for Danielle. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Brit. Carry on, Bob, I apologize. Shut up. Lots of date with lots of conversation and joke. A zoo or amusement park. 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 park for tons of fun. A hot bar <laughs> or club where you can dance and you can dress and dance suggestively. Oh, God. Uh, this is one of those ones by a 14 year old kid. Anyway, a romantic dinner for two in a secluded restaurant. Or it doesn't have to, it doesn't matter so much as long as you, your date chooses the venue and does the inviting. So let's all pick one. I'm going to say a romantic dinner for two in a secluded restaurant. Oh, you're saying it out loud? Picking? Uh, let's, let's go ahead and just say Oh, okay. I, I did, um... Okay. That's really quiet and boring. Danielle and I... Should, hold on. Can Danielle and I say ours simultaneously to see if how well we know each other? Three, two, one. A, a coffee, coffee date with, with lots of conversation. <laughs> joking. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. There you go. Anyway. I went for the amusement park. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Because super fun. I, I went with the coffee date as well. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Number two. You have a major crush on your best friend, sweetie. How do you react? Do you charm them both? You are able to flirt. Wait. Charm them both? <laughs> 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 the or something? Anyway. You charm them both. You are able to flirt with your friend, sweetie, without anyone suspecting a thing. You act extra playful when you're around them. Or, 
or you act extra playful around them when you blah, 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 without them really noticing that you're doing it. Or you lay on the sex appeal when your friend isn't around. Or you notice that your best friend isn't giving your crush. Wait. You, you notice, notice what? What? Your best you friend notice what your best friend is. Then you make it your move when the two of you are alone. You try to act as attractive and mysterious as possible around your crush. Hopefully they will stand out against your clingy friend. See, what I want to know is... I wouldn't do any of these things! Yeah, I was going to say, none of them mm. are being, you know, standing in individuals and, you know, realizing that your best friend <laughs> has a, a significant... Go update. date someone else. Like, clearly, I would show up at their house with a stereo and card saying, to me, you are perfect. That's what I would yes. do. <laughs> Be all in love, actually, Written on their ass. That's what I would do. No, I'm in just blood. kidding. Uh, I don't know. Playful, because it says you might not even notice you're doing it. Yeah, which that's where possible. I am. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'm going to go with that, I would too. actually... Like, yeah. The answer is... I would leave well yes, enough. I, yeah, I would do none of these. Yeah, neither would I. I would do none of these things if I had to pick one. I would actually charm them both. I would just be friendly to everybody. Yeah, but I like the one that says without Mooney, noticing you're doing it. Because I don't think I would do that. Was that Amy? I'm sorry, Amy. It came up as Mooney in the Flash. Okay, so number three. So we don't do this all night long. You are successfully seducing someone if you make them think. I feel so special <laughs> and important. I feel so happy and free. I feel so womanly slash manly. <laughs> or maybe not so much your gender. I am being swept off my feet. I want this person, but do they want me? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Bob broke up there for a minute. I oh, went with special let's and important. See. Yeah, special I feel special and important. important. <laughs> yeah, that one are happy and free. I'll do happy and free just to be different. Oh, Sue. <laughs> oh, this next one sounds like a winner. If someone doesn't like you, it's usually because they God. think you're too manipulative. They think you're less innocent than you seem. They think you're too in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. They resent how quickly people grow close to you. They think you are stuck up in Oh, somebody. my God. I don't know. Oh. This is the I'm first going with ever. less innocent. I'm not manipulative. Yeah. I'm going to go with stuck up and snobby because I have one crazy friend. So I'll go with that. <laughs> I think they resent how quickly people grow close to me because I'm awesome as a person. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with that one too, Bob. <laughs> All right, number I five, don't know. What's the best way to snare a stranger? <laughs> Start a conversation with him slash her, asking lots of good questions and giving out few compliments now and then. Look at a per number two. Look at a person smiling innocently, hoping that she or he will notice. If not, you'll approach them with a super playful comment. Super playful, because you know that's more playful than normal. This next one I love. Note to self: This is how Ryan is useful. Stare intently at them, making your <laughs> That's what my cat does every time. That's great. So what do you do? Like stare at them? So, like, spread so, so like, like, like nothing like being a stalker anymore. Yeah, just stare at them and they like I will never blink. Oh my god. Like how do you know you're it's a question. How about your body language? You, you let someone know that they're you're available. Like do what? Do you like like spread your legs or something? You're like, <sighs> I'm open, people. I don't know. I don't know. Alright. Notice a few things about him or her before you make your move. Once you've figured out what you can offer, you'll go over. And then finally, smile, look away, repeat. Your goal is get to get approached, not do the chasing. Wow. Ah. Uh... 
I, I would say the first one is probably actually the best way. Me too. <laughs> what I would likely do is the last one. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm somewhat shy, so I would probably do the smile, look away, repeat. I would probably do the first I'm one. I'm just being realistic. I think the stare at me at people. No, you start a conversation with him or her. I would ask a lot this of is just reminding me so much of love, actually, question after question. I'm thinking of the secretary who sits there and spreads her legs, oddly enough, is what Bob Yes, says. that's exactly what she does do. That's correct. Mm, nice. Also, nice is number six. Your romantic movie, favorite romantic movie is Jerry Maguire. Mm. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, The Last Seduction, A Walk to Remember, or Runaway Bride. Big fat Greek wedding. That's the only one in that list I've seen. So I. Well, a watch to remember is sad. Never seen. Yeah, the the watch to remember is sad. It has Mandy Moore and she has cancer and she dies. That one is spoilers. I haven't seen the last seduction, but I I don't even know what that is. I have a really funny story to tell after this. It shows me how to break the first alien. Why was love actually not actually, a choice? It's very sad. Well, so okay, all right, I'll tell you just because we have it, it makes sense now. So. All right, there's a thing that, that Mike has picked up on whenever I watch anime. Like, we always, like, say, like, oh, who our favorite character is, and, like, female, like, which female character do you like the most, blah, 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 blah. Apparently, according to the list of characters that I have, they, like, I have a thing for cute, quiet girls who are dying. Oh. And it's funny because I thought to myself, like, I was, I was, going, I was reorganizing the magazines at work, and I was like, there's this one picture, I was like, oh, that, you know, that girl's attractive. And it turns out to be, like, the picture of, like, the girl who decided to, you know, like, she had cancer and she decided to, you know, die or something, like, a big controversial thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the one where she yeah, and I was like, yeah, she moved to Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oregon, so I was like, wow, maybe Mike's right. Maybe I do have a thing for... Oh, Bob, this does not bode well for you. Does not. No, that doesn't bode well for me. I disturb it, too. I think when you meet someone you really like, you have to ask them, now, do you have a degenerative disease? (laughs) (laughs) Are you dying? Are you dying? Because that's a deal breaker. (laughs) Deal breaker, it's a total turn off. Oh, man. Yeah, then definitely pick a walk to remember that. (laughs) It's a curse, and maybe she's doing just fine, but the minute he starts liking her, he's going to die. Oh, no. That's not good either. That's no good. Oh. All right. Uh, Uplifting, Sue. Uplifting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, basically, I apparently uh, say I apparently I have a dying unit. Okay. But anyway, things things that are also dying are this quiz with number seven. In life, your best talent is getting what you want from people without them knowing it, loving every moment and enjoying little things, making people feel attractive and sexy, tapping into people's emotional needs. Tapping. Tapping into people's emotional needs. Trapping. <laughs> Trapping people and getting to make them feel cared for. <laughs> I keep them in a cage. Making yourself seem larger than life and special. Wait, making yourself feel larger than life? I would say. I make myself feel larger than life. No, I, I I'm going to tra- go with loving every moment. I, that, I was going to do that, but in the end, I'm going to go with trapping into people's <laughs> emotional needs. Yeah, that's the one I'm going with. <laughs> All right, that's what I think. So finally, do you consider yourself to be a good seducer? Yes, with everything. Job interviews, making friends, making friends, not friends. Uh, making friends. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, but you haven't given it enough thought. Sure, you're very open with your sensuality, and it works. Yes, you're more, than, but you're more likely to get someone to fall in love with you than collect one-night stands. Or finally, indirectly, you are good at getting people to seduce you. I mean one that says no. I noticed there isn't a Aww, no. I know. Like, who made this <laughs> quiz? 
Well, I'm going to get someone to fall in love with I guess I'll pick the me. one that says probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think about it. I'll go with yes, but more likely you get someone to fall in love. Some, yeah. I, don't, I don't do the whole one night stand. Oh. You're like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> I'm okay with that, yeah. All right, All right let's submit our question. Submit. Whoa. I am right, a sweet so talker. Person, let's take turns. My seduction style is fantasy lover. Whoa. Ooh. Fantasy lover. <laughs> I'm a sweet talker. <laughs> this is terrible. What does it say for your description? My my description is this. You know that ideal love that each of us dreams of from childhood? That's you. Not because you possess all the ideal characteristics, but because you are a savvy shapeshifter. You have the uncanny ability to detect someone's particular fantasy, and you make it you. You inspire each person to be idealistic and passionate, and you make each moment memorable. Even a simple simple coffee date with you can be the most romantic moment of someone's life. (laughs) Giving your date exactly what he or she desires, you quickly become the ideal lover. Your ability to make dreams come true is strong. So strong that you are often the love of many people's lives. That's hilarious and full of crap. <laughs> your ex and even people you have simply met or been friends with fond to be yours. Aww. No doubt you are one of the, you're one of the, blah, blah, blah. no doubt you are one of, I can't even talk tonight. Well, no doubt you are the one others have dreamed of. Your biggest challenge is finding your dream lover. Well, Bob, just go to the hospital and find a woman. <laughs> <laughs> or hit her with your car on the way there. Uh, I rescued you. Did you hit me too? Like, it could be this whole, like... Yeah. All right. Do you want to go... Should we go in order of host? Do you want to go next, right? Give me a, like a rom-com. Uh, mine is Sweet Talker. Your seduction <laughs> technique... And Danielle can nod in the affirmative... If, if by sweet talk you mean quote West Wing over and over, then yes. <laughs> Who married me in this room? Show of hands. Your seduction technique can be summed up with charm, and I don't know why it's in parentheses. You know that it, you know that if you have the chance to talk to someone, you won't be talking for long. Oh gosh. That one can go either way. You're great at telling potential lovers what they want to hear. It's partially because you're a great listener and good at complimenting. The other part of your formula? Focusing your conversation completely on the other person. Okay. Why are you looking like that? Because you don't do that. Of course I do. Okay, sure. Well, now back to me. Your sweet-talking ways of taking you far in romance and in life. (laughs) Danielle? You're not done yet. No, I'm asking if that seems true to you. Oh, um, sure. You can finesse your way through any difficult situation with a smile on your face. Speeding tickets, job interviews, bring it on. That's actually true. Bring it on. That is true. I did do that. You truly, I I had to disarm that cop, not like like physically, but like emotionally when he pulled me over that time. You truly live a charmed life. Aw, that's so nice. So. I didn't. So I got, my seduction style is au natural. (laughs) Hey, that's fine. All right. So it says, you rank up there with your seduction skills, though you might not know it. That's because you're a natural at seduction. You don't realize your power. The root of your natural seduction power is your innocence and optimism. You're the type of person who happily plays around and creates a unique little world. Little do you know that your pers- your personal paradise is so appealing that it sucks people in. You find joy in everything. So is it any surprise that people find joy in you? You bring back the inner child in everyone you meet with your sincere and spontaneous ways. Your childlike but not childish behavior also inspires others to care for you. 
See, I'm spontaneous. That's why I like Frozen. Anyway, as a result, those who, who you befriend and date tend to be incredibly loyal to you. Just, and that that's true. true, and I got as well. See, <laughs> we oh, <laughs> we take joy in little things. And children. Yeah, I was children. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be Bob. And like, <laughs> no, you all can't be with me. No. I wonder, like, um, I wonder, like, how many different, an- like, oh, there was only, oh, there were two others. No one got sex pot. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, guys. And no one got prized object. Mm. I didn't realize that was not. It's down here at the bottom. Why do I think Jen would have gotten sex pot? <laughs> let's read it just for let's fun. find out let, let, let's have Sue take let, not Sue let's have uh, Jen take this and then later we'll, we'll give the answer to the audience uh, yeah. traditionally known as a siren rake or femme fatale <laughs> <laughs> well this would be her character on horrors oh, for yeah. sure yeah it's Jane <laughs> do like a fine search on your keyboard for leather and see what's in there Okay, so we should probably talk about that. The movie. No, the movie is, it's a Disney movie from 1985. And we're pretty sure it was made for TV, I think. Made for TV called The Blue Yonder. I believe it was also known as Time Flyer. At some point, there was some type of weird thing. It's only available on VHS, never got put on DVD. Uh, You can actually find the entire movie, in in quotes there, the entire movie um, on YouTube uh, in some pretty low resolution. Uh, There are a few scenes missing. Uh, from the original one, there was a, there was a, um, a couple of the scenes, um, it, it involves a young boy going back in time to the late 1920s, um, to quote unquote save his grandfather's life. And there's a scene where he supposedly walks into a store called, it's like a drug store. It's the McDonald's drug store. It has a big McDonald's outside and he walks in thinking it's a McDonald's mm-hmm. and he walks up. He's like, I'll have a quarter pounder. And the guy's like a quarter pounder. What? And it's like this funny scene back and forth. So at the end of it, he's like, huh, a store that sells hamburgers. Like he gave him the idea to start McDonald's. So that scene was unfortunately yeah. cut from the one that we all saw today, but it brought a little bit of humor to it. Um, it was my, one of my favorite movies growing up. So I'm looking back at it from like yeah. five-year-old self's perspective. It actually was invented until like around then. It could have been him. So, yeah. Then, so, so yeah. far we've had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with yes. Bob's pick. We had yeah. Labyrinth for me. Labyrinth. Um, and we have Blue Yonder for you. Yep, the Blue Yonder starring uh, Peter Coyote and Huckleberry... Huckle, Huckleberry Fox. Huckleberry Fox. What, great why, name. Why would you name your child? <clears throat> they didn't. His name is George. Well, we looked it up because I was like, was this kid ever in anything else? And it said he was born George Miller Fox. I'm like, oh, this, <laughs> this is a very boring name. One of my favorite scenes from the West Wing is one. Of the, there's a baby named whose name is Huck, Huckleberry, after the, the mother's grandfather. And the dad saying hello to his son for the first time. He's like, I just want to make it very clear. Your mother named you Huckleberry. Yeah. So what did everybody think? I liked it. But I see, I've seen it. I've seen it before, but I really liked it. Peter Coyote is great. Well, it's always... Yeah, I don't really want a grandpa it. like Max. Yeah. And he's just like a fun grandpa. And for, if you haven't seen it and you want to, uh, we, we'll try not to give away too much. But the plot is is that it's a young boy who grows up in 1985. His dad works for the president. He's kind of like that awkward kid. It's probably why well, I Well, he seems it. like he has nothing in common. Well, no, I hated sports. I still hate sports. I like... His parents don't get him. I, I played T-ball. I kept missing the ball. Like, I yeah. wasn't... That, like, I was kind of this type of kid, and he has his... Um, uh, the opening scene, they have the, you know, the 80s style credits for everything mm-hmm. is going over top of yep. the sky. Yeah. Moving <laughs> through the clouds. But then you see the reason for that is that this kid is just sort of gazing off into the sky, daydreaming about stuff, and yep. then basically gets hit by a baseball because he's not paying attention. Right. 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 
and his um, his grandfather attempted to cross the Atlantic in the late twenties, and um, presumed dead. His plane, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch the whole thing today, but the the, the plane was his plane was lost enough was never found. His, his dad's old best friend is still alive. He's he's in his late eighties, played by Art Carney. Yep. And uh, what has happened is the grandfather, before he died, was an inventor. He, I believe he built his airplane. He, he had designs for a number of things, including a time machine, which Art Carney's character later built mm-hmm. to try and go back in time and convince his friends, uh, the main character's grandfather, not to try and attempt this uh, transatlantic flight. To, so his friend won't die, and he needs to take the other route. Take right. the other route that will save his life. And now Art Carney's character is dying and will never have the chance to do so. So he uh, gives the key to the time machine, I believe. Does yeah. he, give the key? he gives the key to Jonathan, the main character, so he can go back in time and try and. Well, actually, he tells him not to. Does he? Okay. No, he actually says he says don't go. He yeah. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, he tells him not to go because the machine's never been tested. And why does he tell him about the machine? Not and then safe. Don't well. Move? I think Jonathan found it, okay. and he asked him what it was. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I, yeah. He snuck in. It seems to me he sneaks in through a window or something. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, yeah. yeah. It's well, been he knows there's something there because he's, he's, he's listens at the window so he can hear this thing whirring and such. And such. Right, right. But it actually is. Like, his friend Henry, the, the old man in bed, just sort of, is talking about his grandpa Max, and he's yep. like, "Oh yeah, he was such an inventor. You know, he made some things I didn't even I thought right. were nuts. You know, like this time machine I built. And right. oh, by the way, Nip, don't do anything with it. You know, I was going to test it out today, but obviously I can't now because I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So of course, if you tell you a kid that, you yeah, shouldn't touch it because it can only be used at uh, seven thirty tomorrow morning. But don't touch it because you know yeah. it's yep. not tested. <laughs> yeah. Well, the interesting exactly. thing too is, Grant, this is a Disney movie from the eighties, but I'm even thinking of the causality at that point no at that point he had disney channel movie he hadn't gone he hadn't gone back in time yet right because jonathan does change history right so it's not like he remembers jonathan from when he was younger and 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 knows it'll happen because it hasn't happened he doesn't right he remembers them when he well he wouldn't because he (laughs) conversation with an 11 year old (laughs) because it does change things he's gone back so it would have changed things originally um, and so Jonathan travels back, and then there's a lot of comedic moments where he's he he goes he has his money from the 1980s, and he walks up to a um, like a newspaper stand and orders like all of this stuff. He gets he's like, like a newspaper and some candy bars. He's like, well, a dollar cover it. He's like, this comes to 17 cents because yeah. it's 1927. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and you know, this dollar doesn't match these dollars. I'm like, nothing alike. I'm like Doc like, Brown. He doesn't have a suitcase full of right. money from different years. Well, and, and the color scheme in the 20s is apparently much more neutral because everyone's wearing solid color. He's walking. Well, like he's a, wearing what would be... He's wearing yeah. a windbreaker. Yeah. 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 Fluorescent And colors. sneakers. Yeah. yeah, and sneakers and everything like that. So, yeah, he's a little bright. Yeah. Anybody see a kid wearing funny-looking stuff? I know. So he's looking for Grandpa, Max Knickerbocker, finds which is a great in, name. Finds him in the tree. I said this earlier before we talk about Max. I find there's something about that kid. He's so about, cute. About he has a cute, like, he has, like, this odd, cute, creepy look to him. <laughs> Why do you say oh, creepy? I think he's cute. He does resist. There's something about his eyes. Well, yeah. I don't know what it is, but he looks like an alien. 
He's kind of creepy now. He looks a little creepy. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. I a picture of him today. But another thing is, the reason I love old movies like this is, if that were a movie made today, they wouldn't. It would be like the Friday night movie. It would follow Girl Meets World, and it would be starring Peyton Meyer, whatever his name is, who plays Lucas. It would be like something like like every movie. You know, it would be TV kids make. Yeah, they wouldn't just make a movie with this kid no one's ever heard of before. It, It would be like this big promotional event, whereas this feels like a... Well, Peter Coyote's well-known, though. Yeah. Was he then? I would think so. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, let me put it this way. I can't imagine... I mean, in our carny, too. Because I know, like, like of all, like, the like the Hannah Montana stuff they do on Disney now, I can't imagine they would have a movie with Art Carney in it today. Because, of course, he's dead. But if he were not dead, I, I can imagine them... <laughs> No, I mean, Disney's yeah. changed over the years. Yes. I mean, everything has changed. Yes. But, like, yeah. And you probably wouldn't have a movie where uh, the kid wanders up to his grandfather in in the past. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, just stay in the house for a few days. Uh, I yeah. Know, you must be running from the cops. So stick around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the, the fact it's like the lawless 20s because he breaks the kid out of jail. Yeah. Like, at one point, I like the end. I forgot about the end where where, um, where Max takes off on his flight anyway. In, in which, in, you know, Jonathan doesn't get there in time to see him off before the plane takes off and he sees the you know at this point in the past um the 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 there's a guy who's trying to get his hands in the time machine and he has a crooked cop under his thumb and they get um jonathan arrested for uh counter uh, they arrest an 11 year old for counterfeiting counterfeiting because he's passing the, the fake the main money around and he Which sees is a little ridiculous. from his plane he sees the cop the, the crooked cop going at jonathan in his car so he like tries to land the plane on top of the cop car and, like, forces them into a swamp, which I thought was this wonderful... Yeah. So he, he, he breaks him out of jail and he, like, attacks the cop car. I thought it was hysterical, but... I like how the bootlegger just figures out the time travel thing, too, though. It's oh, yeah. Too. He's got yeah. this money. He must have... Yeah. He must be counterfeit or something. Yeah. Oh, no, if this is counterfeit, I want to know the... English. Yeah. Obviously, and he was, this is real. Yeah. And he was like, this look at... Yeah. What? Look at this machine. He's a time traveler. Yeah, he was looking at the machine. He's like, do you notice all these dials? They are all about time. And I was like, yeah, way to put two and two together, buddy. Biff Tannen. Then he became Biff Tannen and yeah. wanted to go back in time just so he could... Or forward go time. forward in time so he could learn the results of sports games and boxing matches and make a fortune, which is exactly what Biff Tannen did in yeah. Back to the Future Part 2. But, um... I, yeah. I went to IMDb because I, I couldn't remember what the Huckleberry Fox looked like. Mm-hmm. He's been in 13 movies. But I don't think anything, like, after the 80s, right? Uh, 1996. Oh, uh, okay. okay. He has like, no way home. He has a funny, um, like, uh, bio on IMDb, because it's like, he married Leah in 2000. I'm like, Leah who? Like, it's, I know, it's, it's, it's an old last name, but it was weird. It is kind of weird. He's probably copied from somewhere else that had other paragraphs or something. So, like, I mean, it was, it's a fun His movie eyes because are you have, like, show. you have Peter Coyote's character of, of, uh, Max is very forward thinking. I mean, he's thought of plans for a time machine. He thinks time travel is possible. He thinks families in 20 years will all have flying cars, which is funny. So um, so I mean, he's a very open minded guy thinking, well, yeah, time travel is possible. And yet, when Jonathan tries to tell him who he is, he's like, well, it's not possible. My time machine's not built yet. I'm like, exactly. It was built in the future. And now he's coming back. I'm like, it's like he couldn't wrap his idea around the head that someone else would build the his time idea machine. Around the head. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. His head around the idea that someone else would have built it. Right. Yeah. It's like he's like, no, it's not built yet. I'm like, but it was built later, like later. many, many, many years later. Like, 
I don't know. He was a little like it takes the other plane crashing. Yes. Yeah. Realize, hey, he knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. it. And he knew where exactly it was going to crash, like into right. the pond. He's like, no one could have guessed that. Right. So yeah. And he's even like, I have the key. It's proof. Well, key isn't possibly mm-hmm. proof, but then mm-hmm. later he takes it and like matches it up to his plan. What? Yeah. He is exactly like yeah. his plan. <laughs> <laughs> it, which is weird. Which is weird. I designed the handle of yeah. the key too. You know, that was a little weird. Yeah, what was the deal? The time machine would only work like once a week or something. He had like a set period he had to return. There was a particular crack in time or something. So it was like, um, it, it, he could only go back at 7.30 that morning and then he could only come back to his own time at yep. 10 30 isn't it like amazing so that it, Max, i don't think it's gonna work again right no because at the end it dies all of yeah. everything does well it's amazing too that you know that max could design a time machine but his radio was the size of like the car yeah. his, well he again he didn't build it yeah. he didn't actually build it because like he had yeah. said like all these spaces for, yeah like, this is where new yeah. stuff is going to be invented that right because he was like the parts aren't invented <laughs> yet yeah yeah and then when he looks at the yeah he's like ah so that's how they did that yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's fun to watch and it's Mm -hmm. a fun premise i I loved when the kid gets ready to leave and he's in it and it starts shaking and moving and his eyes get really big and he's like "Ooh, i better put on this seatbelt yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank god there's a seatbelt break multiple g's but that yeah seatbelt that'll work I want to fly out of this. The funny is they put seatbelts on everything. He's got a head mm-hmm. wound. Well, yeah, maybe that was Henry's edition. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. So, I guess okay. he built so, it in the 80s, so, you know. I don't want to, like, jump to the end of this. Let's I jump to it. I have to say, I did not care for the ending of this movie. I was actually about to say the one thing I liked about the movie was the ending. Um, oh. it, reminds, it reminds me of another movie. Just real fast. It reminds me of another movie, we, uh, Frequency, we were talking about earlier today with who's in oh, it. Uh, Dennis Quaid and who's the guy from Jim Person Kavizel. of Interest. Yeah. Uh, and the plot is about it's a, it's a son in the future who's talking over a radio to his dad in the past who died. And he's able, he, they're trying to solve a mystery. That ha- so he tells his dad to miss a day of work so the dad won't die, but then the mother dies. And he's trying to, you know, fix things with the father and solve a mystery over decades. And it turns, you know, if the son can just say the right thing, the father will still be alive in, in the present. And it, it's that type of movie. What I liked about this one is he goes back in time to save his grandfather. And what I, it would have been, you know, very nice and neat and tidy if he goes back and then Max is an old man waiting for him in the future. It's not. Max still dies. Virtually nothing changes. His father still, Jonathan's father still doesn't really get him. They still have a very stiff relationship. But what changed by the very end? Max actually made it further than he had. Well, he made it across the. He Atlantic. made it across the Atlantic. He still died. It still didn't work. He still took the risk. It still didn't pay off. It was he, he knew that could happen, but he made it. He so Jonathan made a difference, but just a little difference. And mm-hmm. I actually liked. I always thought it was cool. As well, a it reminds me a lot of the episode of Doctor Who with Vincent Van Gogh. Because yes. ah. Amy think Amy thinks. Well, it'll make a difference. He won't kill himself. Well, no, he still he still kills himself. But it did make a difference. So what did you think, Bob? Yeah, well, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? Didn't have a Disney ending? <laughs> didn't have a Disney... I was watching a Disney film, and I didn't get a Disney ending, and it was like crap. Yeah. So it's like, how dare you not live up to your expectation of disappointing 18... 19-year-old... 8-year-old kids. I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, you know... 
it just wasn't the ending I was expecting. So mm-hmm. it kind of threw me. Um, because mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was, I was expecting like that nicely wrapped up Disney ending. Cause America doesn't like, you know, convoluted yeah. slightly. Who's this other thing. old man I've never seen before? Wait, yeah, exactly. that's grandpa. <laughs> it's grandpa. And it's like, oh, it's all happy feely. I mean, you know, but it wasn't happy feely. And like, I mean, I guess you could take solace in the fact that he's like, quote unquote, accomplished his goal, but he really didn't accomplish his goal. Like, but I don't know. It just, it just seemed like nothing happened. But mm-hmm. it did because it, it gave the kid confidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. You're like, oh, yeah. I mean, think of how it compares to Back to the Future. And Back to the Future, he gets back. His family's better. So if this were a Back to the Future-ish movie, he'd get back. Nax would be waiting. His father would get him. His father would love him. Everything would be better. He'd have a bunch of friends. You know what I mean? Everything would be different. And it's the only thing that changes when he gets back is that statue. Or that little monument, whatever it was at the end. Yeah. Right. But he changes. changes. Right. You know, because then he's ready to go play ball, and he he changes his mind, and he's so... And we've just spoiled this for everybody who wants to watch it. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sure. Spoilers. 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 Well, I actually didn't like the ending because I was the worst baseball player in the world. The ending was, if if you know, if you get self-confidence, you too can play baseball. Well, maybe Jonathan just hates baseball. Why does he have to play baseball? Let's think of right. Nothing wrong with standing there and getting hit in the head with a baseball night. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So is there any final thoughts on, on this movie? The music is stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. I, had I, I watched it after one of our previous podcasts uh, months ago, and I really liked it. It's cute. It's, it's a fun, cute, cute movie. movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I would like to have seen it the other way too. That would have been. Uh, it'd be neat to have both versions of that. Like the, this one was good. I I liked the. I kind of liked that it wasn't the expected ending. But then I'd also. It'd be neat to see, you know, Max as a grandfather, mm. and his dad. His, has learned about following dreams and now he's an artist instead of working for the president. Or right. He, yeah. he works for President Coolidge? Yeah, <laughs> President Coolidge? Who? Yeah. Alvin Coolidge, the president? Oh, right. Uh, that yeah. Yes, of course. That's what I meant. <laughs> Worst liar ever. If you like the movie, though, if you if you like the idea but you don't like the actual you know implementation of it, check out uh, the movie Frequency from like 15 years ago or something. It's a very – it's a more sophisticated – Take on the same type of plot, and, and you get more Dennis Quaid. Get Dennis Quaid. You know that's nothing to sneeze at. It kind of reminded me, for no real reason, I guess, just the era reminded me of uh, one of the movies we always watched as a kid, which is the North Avenue Irregulars, and it, it's a Disney movie from mm-hmm. I think '79. Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah, it's well, not all housewives, but all mm-hmm. all these church ladies. There, there's a new pastor in town, and he discovers that there's also organized crime in the town. And he, they put together a task force that's all these church ladies, and they take down the mob. <laughs> it stars Edward Herman. Aww. Aww, and he's dead now. Daniel's. Oh, now you've made Daniel. It looks good. Yeah. Cloris Leachman is in it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Get a good cast. She's the one who really doesn't want to, who does everything. She likes to be the the pretty one. And mm-hmm. one at one point, one of the mobsters breaks a nail, and now she's really mad. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, you yeah. don't mess with those women break their nails. Uh-uh. <laughs> was that one released on DVD? It was, but I would have to find it somewhere. If the Canadians have it mailed to me, it'll be no hang on here. It's on Amazon. Five like stars. Yeah. Yep. With free shipping. Woohoo! Ooh. Don't you have to spend thirty bucks? 
No, we have Prime. I Prime. Oh, actually, no, it's <laughs> Or we could rent it on Amazon Instant Video. Oh, you can? Yep. You can also rent it from YouTube. YouTube has it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> rent. There you go. But you can't actually watch it on YouTube. It's on whatever the official Disney Channel thing is. So oh, okay. Yeah, spend yeah. Spend $4 and you get it for two days. Oh, well, we could rent it for two ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, cool. Not bad. So what are we doing next week? Next week, I think we should actually do our TV season uh, review. Okay. Um, we talked about this briefly. How about doing the first season of Sherlock? Oh, yes. Yes. Please. Which, if I, if my understanding, is only three episodes. Please. Yes. Let's do Sherlock. Uh, hold on. Uh, hold on. You, your understanding is only three. Does that mean you haven't watched You haven't seen it? Never seen it. I have yeah. never no. seen it. It's so good. I have not. Danielle, put the microphone down. It's okay. Why did it come back? You should watch. So, it's so good. And yeah, it's only three episodes. Three episodes in the next two in the next week is doable. It's four and a half hours of your life. It's worth it. Yeah. So next week we will be covering the first season of uh, Sherlock. That means we get to rewatch. And them. expect Bob to have the following stuck in your head. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, <laughs> the theme be, song. Is you really will good. never get out of your brain, the <laughs> attorney. And in regards to homework, I don't know. We'll figure something. We're watching four and a half hours. <laughs> Sure. Other homework. Like, you know, like photos. Something to take a picture of as well. I want to draw or paint something again. That's fun. You want to draw Benedict Cumberbatch? Okay. (laughs) Or write a story. We'll figure something out. But anyway, in the meantime, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Because before we end, we need to spend some time doing some family planning. Catch my drift. Um, in the, so with that, I think Bob is now, pregnant. Obviously weirded out Daniel and Ryan. Have no clue what's going on. I have no uh, idea what's happening. Nope, you don't. Anyway, all right. So from all of us here at the Pottery Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. And we'll be making babies. Thanks. Talk to you all later. Mm-hmm. Good night, everyone. Awkward. Good night. Bye. Bye.